to Inside the Recording Studio. I am Jody Whitesides, and this is Chris Hellstrom. Good morning, Jody. How are you doing? I am alive, and I'm bouncing around on screen because I can. There you go. Good as reason <laughs> as any, right? I think so. Yeah. Are you having a good week? You know, I can't complain about my week. I mean, I could, good. but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Yeah. I guess I'll, I'll let it out. I didn't get the theme that I was working oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, uh, that was disappointing, but uh, yes, you can't win them all because mm -mm. after all, where would you put them? Um, <laughs> I would. I'd put yeah. them all on a wall, but yeah. no, I did not get it, and I'm a little disappointed with that. Damn it. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. It's always, you know, you always hope for that one. Oh, it's, I'm going to get this one. Feel good about it, and you always do your best, but uh, sometimes just doesn't happen. Yeah, especially when they come back with some asks for changes and you make the changes and still didn't get it. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is well you you when you in that business you got to have thick skin, I suppose, but it doesn't mean that it's not disappointing when it doesn't turn out the way we want it to. Yes, and for as thin as I look, I have very thick skin. <laughs> good for you. That's a good attribute to have. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, so we're moving. Oh, you know what? I'm. We made a joke about this earlier in the week. Yeah. Because I was actually doing what? Layering guitars? I was. <laughs> you were. What were you doing? Refresh me again. Oh, on that's the right. Theme. You were doing a session. Yeah, that's right. On the theme. Yeah, yeah. On the theme that I was so writing, I was layering guitars. So what you're telling me is that this actually happens? <laughs> this actually happens. And we're now into part two of our arc, our four-part arc of layering guitars and why we'd want to do it. And today we're talking about what? We're going to go into a little bit more detail of how you might go about doing just layering and how you can create some contrast. In last episode, you'd have to go back and listen to, but we talked a little bit about some different methods of how you might do it. Now we're actually going to get into a little bit more detail of creating contrast with different sounds and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I think we'll just dive right in, shall we? Let's not keep the suspense going. Make it head um, first. Make it head first. So we mentioned already that uh, we want to create contrast. Yes. or at least make something sound fuller and bigger. And um, the first thing that comes to mind for me when I'm thinking about guitar tone, uh, I'm thinking of two types of tone. I'm thinking either something really clean or something with some distortion. Clean or so, dirty, clean or dirty. <laughs> clean or, yeah, clean or dirty or then distortion, right? So th there's all this gray area there, but, but that's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Okay. Um, so I'm rolling with that punch. Yeah. And this is something that we, we touched on a little bit um, in the last episode, but we talked about how much distortion. Mm, yes. It, and we talked about how it is very effective to actually roll back to a little bit less than you think that you might need. And you still get that big, thick sound, right? Especially mm. if you're layering things. Yes. Layers thick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one thing also, speaking of, of distortion, is like when um, you're dealing with clean tones, mm -hmm. 
don't be afraid to have like a little bit of dirt on that. I'm not necessarily going through an overdrive pedal or anything like that, but even if it just breaks up a little bit when you play a little bit heavier dynamics, you're leaning in a little bit more, um, it can just make that sound sound a little bit thicker and punchier in the mix if you're playing uh, just a sure. clean line. Don't feel like you have to be a super clean kind of a thing. Super clean. Is that like when you take distortion and you wash it for about 20 seconds with the soap and everything? I'd go 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Clean it up that way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rub some alcohol on it and, and really, really squeaky clean. Um, what kind of alcohol? No, because this is this is interesting. Could you Clorox bleach it with alcohol? No. That would be a bad do, idea, wouldn't it? That would be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Inside a joke. Um, yeah. So um, layering guitars with slightly different tones can be a good thing uh we mentioned also last episode i believe that uh just adding a a cleaner guitar on top of a crunchy distorted guitar can add a little bit of definition just like we mentioned or tucked in the, up underneath too yeah yeah absolutely and uh just like we mentioned in the acoustic guitar recording version and uh, or uh, podcast i'm sorry and uh, also the bass recording how, how that can add like a little bit of a definition where we have the di with the bass and and uh, the yeah, di yeah. with the acoustic guitar so similar concept there um but you do want to be careful i think the way you mix those two together because you in more cases than not i think the distorted guitar is still the main guitar so it's well, just there you're just kind of squeaking it in a little bit underneath there with that with that clean signal is this not more program dependent song dependent <laughs> I as to whether you're going to have more clean and more distortion or more distortion cheers <laughs> nah, 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 nah. first sip of coffee mm. um so yeah so so that that's one effective way of, of kind of blending those things um and uh another thing that you can do is also even if you have a, a similar type of a tone is to perhaps double up the part with a different guitar. Yes. So Hence the reason I have a wall of them back here. You do have a few hanging right there. So um, what, what kind of different guitars would you consider doing that with? Let, let's say that the world is your oyster, right? You're, you're not limited to your own collection, but what kind of guitars would you ideally like to have at hand Oh, man, um, if I did that, I would never get a song done because I'd be constantly recording guitar, guitar part after guitar part after guitar part. <laughs> if, I had the, this, if I had every guitar at my hand, oh, well, I'd have a track. I, mean, I don't even know if they make a DAW with enough ability to do that many tracks. <laughs> yeah, you'd go all darkness on it and That's just do right. 100, 100 guitar tracks. 100 yeah. guitar tracks at once. That would be awesome. Right. Yeah. No, um in the video, which tends to get cut off a little bit, usually ends up at my shoulder, but on the widescreen version of the originals, there's a wall of guitars. Well, not a wall of them, but quite a few guitars hanging on the wall. Every single one of these guitars is comprised of a different type of wood and has a different pickup structure to it. So that's why I have like all of these like right here, right at my quote unquote fingertips so that I can just grab a different guitar, quickly make a note of it in the DAW as to what I'm using for what, and then I go and do a track for it. So uh, for me, why would I use different guitars? Because each one of them has a slightly different tone, a slightly different sound, a slightly different frequency that it's working with, so to speak. 
And that gives yeah. me that slight variance from having the different guitars. And the why we do that is because of what I just mentioned, the different tones, the different types of woods. These get you different frequency responses, so on and so on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the idea there is the way I'm looking at it, um, different pickups like humbuckers, single coils, uh, could be a telly, could maybe even be like a 335 type yes. of guitar, right? Uh, yep. Could be more esoteric stuff perhaps, but maybe- Which you have is like what a, most of mine is, is esoteric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, could be Gretsch's, things like that. Just something that, that's gonna sound a little bit different. And even then, if you have, um, like you mentioned, Jody, like say they have a couple of guitars that all have humbuckers in them. Mm -hmm. uh, even if they are different humbuckers, they're going to have a little bit of a different sound. So that could be a really effective way if you have that at your disposal. I got one amp and I got this, but hey, I got two different guitars. So maybe try layering those to, to get that bigger, yeah, juicier, yeah. thicker yeah. sound. Yeah. Juicier, thicker, steaky. Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, that's a great way to kind of create a little contrast there as well. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah. So now for, for most of the stuff that you do though, what's your, at this point, I know it probably changes day to day, but what's your go-to guitar that you tend to, the first one that you reach for when you're tracking guitar, what, what is that? It, well, like you said, it changes day program to day. Dependent, it, it is yeah. program dependent. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm, yum, yum. Uh, exact. Most of the time, actually, Quite often, because of most of the material I do, uh, if you're watching the video here, it's going to be this particular guitar that looks sort of like a cross between a, well, I guess a kind of Tele-esque kind of body. Yeah, um, I would say that. But it's not a Tele. It's a Joe's Guitars Diner guitar, which is made out of old guitar, uh, or not old guitar. It's made out of old diner top. Um, yeah, the top on it is. The yeah. top on it is. And then the back is, I believe it's Alder, but I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, the neck is maple. Uh, that guitar tends to be closest to me because I just tend to play it the most. But that has a Seaman Seymour Duncan. Well, it doesn't have a Seaman Duncan, but it has a Seymour Duncan. <laughs> it's, it's dunking. Uh, no, but it is a Seymour Duncan. Right? It is a Seymour Duncan custom. Do you know? Custom. Do you remember which model? It's the custom custom. Uh, custom just like you just said. Huh? Just like I just said. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no tone knob, straight up just volume. Even though the volume knob says tone on it. <laughs> it's a volume knob yeah. says tone, but it is not a tone knob. It is strictly volume. So it is straight, just hardwired for volume mm -hmm. and guitar sound as unadulterated as possible. Yeah. From the guitar, that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that being said, when we're talking about contrasts, contrasties. Oh, yeah. Let me grab this one over here on this side. This that we've talked about this before. It's the the affinity squire strat that I have. Yeah. That, your, I, your, your that I have top implemented shelf guitar. top shelf guitar <laughs> with top shelf pickups for the Fishman Fluence. Right. Pickups, which get an entirely different kind of sound and vibe going. And it's I guess you could say it's adulterated in a sense because it has the tone knobs per uh, certain pickups. It's got the five-way switch and the volume. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you got, I mean, that's two 
fairly different tools that you got there, right? So Very the, different even tools, the, yes. So even the tonal variety with just two guitars and layering that is uh, a great way to get, you know, a, a breadth of sound, I suppose. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be, I think, in, in a perfect world, it would be great to have, you know, a telly, uh, like you said, a single coil, Top of guitar, like strat type of thing, something with a humbucker, uh, maybe even like a hollow body type of thing, maybe like a 335 or something, just so you can get all those colors to paint with. But if you don't have that, you could even, you know, mess around with pickup configuration if well, you have more than one. If we're or, gonna if we're gonna kind of go off on the deep end of like differences in in types of guitars, I've got yeah. one that's extremely different. Well, this one back here, which is the Don Grosh nylon string, actually is, boy, body-wise, this is quite a Tele-style body, yeah. isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. But it is a nylon string electric yeah. with where the pickup is somewhere underneath the bridge. Um, it has the most unique character I've ever heard when it's distorted. I imagine it would, yes. But when it's clean, sounds like a nylon string guitar, which right. is pretty wild. So that's one that I use when I really need a very different character. Yeah, so that would fall firmly into the uh, esoteric, so like esoteric, very esoteric right on the yeah. world. But it also works really well for clean sounds for nylon string type things. It's not quite acoustic, but it's still very nylon string sound. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, you know, gives pretty good overview, I think, of layering different types of guitars to get different tones. Yes. Now, what about amps? Amps. Yes. What about them? Do you like them? No. No, uh, absolutely no. not. I, absolutely, I have a ton of electric guitars here, and I hate amps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in uh, on a little bit of an ace, I, I went down the the YouTube rabbit hole here the other day, and for as much as you and I are both fans of amp simulations, yes, and plugins that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I was watching about different mods on on tube amps and all this kind of stuff. And while in older episodes it might have sound that. I had a little bit of a of a hang up with tube amps. That's not the case at all. I think it's a lot of fun and going into that super nerdy stuff. Of course, it's just that in my um, my my day to day workflow here, it just doesn't fit into that. But but I went down uh, like I said the YouTube rabbit hole and watching mm. amp mods and all this kind of stuff, and it's <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. So, um, but anyway, so today. Why um, would we use different amps? Is that what the ultimate question is? I think is? that's what I'm trying to say here in a very, very roundabout way. Mm. Yeah. Um, say it's the same concept as the guitar. It's different colorations. Every sure. manufacturer of amp has a different vibe to how they approach amplifying an electric guitar signal. Mm -hmm. And if they include distortion with inside that amp of some way of making it, they all have different ways of approaching getting that gain and that crunch and that that onch or whatever you're going to call it yeah to to dirty up the sound when you're not going to soap it out and clean it so that's that's the primary reason so whether you should use a marshall or a pv or a 
Boogie or a, a, a Soldano or an Angle, it, it, all that, or even a Wizard amp, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. whatever amp it is, it, it it comes down to personal taste at some point. But having more than one kind of amp is beneficial to get that different sound as well from each guitar, because the each guitar is going to react different to each amp, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, and even if you have sort of amps that are in, let's say, the same family, like you kind of mentioned, like a Solano or a Rectifier or a, you know, a, a PB6550 or some high gain amp. Yeah. Right. Um, if you have slightly different tones just set up, even if it's just slightly, it, it increases that breadth in, in the sound. Right. So, even, you know, to most people, it might sound the same, but, um, in the grand to, scheme of life, in the spectrum of audio, it is not the same. It is not. And uh, together, that they, they blend and make something really, really um, nice and thicker. Hopefully. So, it's hopefully, not always true. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not always true. But then you haven't done your job dialing in the amp or, or the recording thing. Exactly. So, um, so, so just even if you have that, just different tones. If, let's say that you're, you're a metal player and you're using exclusively high gain type of amps, right? Mm. Um, effective way is to just, you know, maybe one, you have a little bit more mid-range or one's a little bit cleaner or, or just a slightly Wait, 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 wait. Tone. Hold on one second. Did mid-range just come out of your mouth? Yes. <laughs> I talked about mid-range. Uh, mid-range is important. I, I think I'm ready to quit now. I think I just, yeah? heard, I think I just heard everything. Was it something I said? <laughs> it was mid-range. Yeah. You've never been a fan of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily true. Um, I'm not a fan of too much of it because sure. I think because I think it makes it sound very honky nasally like this, you know. <laughs> and of that, I'm not a big fan. That's why you hated my Groove Tubes amp. It had a lot of mid range. Uh, yeah, I was like, well, hey, let's boost 400. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna sound great. Because um, that's another so, amp type right there, Groove Tubes. They made some really nice amplifiers. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I like. That. Yeah, no, no, it's it's. I mean, I still got anything that. that you have that you can just dial in and know how to work. This kind of goes back to the old adage that we keep saying, right? Knowing your gear, knowing your gear. your gear, play around and, with uh, it. Yeah, and being comfortable. And certain amps, sure, they might have a sweet spot where they do what they do really, really well. Um, they do, but what tweaking they do. that, but but knowing how to get that out and. Uh, working around that. Cause I think with a lot of amps, it's not like, oh, I can only do one thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so uh, messing around with that, I think is a, uh, a good thing to be able to do. As a matter of fact, why don't we do a um, two minute Tuesday tip on that? And we'll show some audio examples of just laying different guitars and slightly different tones. Oh, right. Um, I, that great idea. I like okay. it. Let's do it. All right. Yep. So we'll do that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so Sorry. guitars, different amps, uh, when you're tracking, we're still tracking at this point. So, yes. um, and in addition to the amp, whether you're using a live amp or a software amp, another thing that makes a pretty spectacular difference in the tracking process is the type of microphone and where you place it. Of course. Makes a, yeah. makes a real good difference. Well, even makes a big difference. Makes a big difference. Because yeah. an SM57 is not going to sound like a 47. It's not going to sound like a 4038. It's not going to sound like a 414 or a C12 for that matter. So right. all of those 
like you can have your amp, you dial it all in, you could stick a mic on it. And all of a sudden you're either probably going to go, Oh my, that's the greatest thing since sliced bread or ew, that just sounds absolutely awful. So yeah. the microphone can make a big difference in your tracking as well. Yeah. And if you're going to try different amps, um, in your tone, one approach that you might have is actually to share the same cabinet so that you have the same micing configuration and just swapping out the, the head. Uh, yeah, you could do see. that. So, um, or you want to go nuts. But we also talked in the last episode that you want to kind of plan this stuff out when plan it's time it to out. record. That's yeah, right. you don't want to go just, oh, let's do this and let's do it. Well, yeah, if you have the budget for that, like we said, fantastic. That's what, but, well, uh, and that's that's when you hear those stories of like, man, we spent a week getting our guitar sound. Yeah. I think probably one of my favorite uh, YouTube videos that I've seen on that has to be with Eric Valentine and sure. the guy, um, Josh Hom, Hom, Hom? Yeah, Josh, Josh Hom from, yeah. Just Hom from Queen of the, Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Talking about how they got that guitar sound. And then they actually go through and show you what they did. And it's like, they spent time on that. Yeah. It's not like they just walked in and said, oh, we're going to do this. Blank, and then they, they were set up in five minutes. No, they spent like a week, I think. Yeah. Getting and you want to talk sound. esoteric, you know? Yeah. And, that, and <laughs> yeah. that's where you're getting into that esoteric thing. But there's so many people like Josh's guitar sound. It's like, you got to thank Eric Valentine for coming up with the, the means of doing that. Yeah, so. yeah, at least on that project. But yeah, I mean, it is... It is, again, a lot of fun to kind of mess around with this type of stuff, right? So if you yeah. have the yeah. option, just like go nuts. It, it, it is really, really a lot of fun. But when you're under the gun, uh, it helps to have an idea, uh, a an clear idea. idea. This, yeah, <laughs> this is what we're going to go for. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Are oh, we done kind of like, well, oh, one being thing. mentioned. Oh, yeah. One thing I missed, um, and this is also, we've been talking about just electric guitars today, mm. but uh, up to this point. But one thing that is really, really cool uh, is to add also an acoustic guitar. We actually uh, mentioned that in the last episode. We did, yeah. So um, you just want to touch on that again. Like it's it's a great way to, if you have, um, let's say, a driving eighth note kind of a rock vibe going on. Um, and if you find that it's not pushing as much as you want, having just an acoustic guitar playing through there underneath, it can, again, add that little definition and makes that subtly underneath. Um, and here, I wouldn't be super concerned with getting all oh, the most pristine acoustic guitar tone because uh, I, I primarily almost want that percussive attack. Right? So exactly that. So uh, maybe we'll throw that in on the, the, the Tuesday tip as well if we have time, we'll see. <laughs> They're so short. They're only two minutes long. I know. I unless, speak really, really fast. Unless Chris is doing it, then they might be a little longer. <laughs> yeah. And then. Uh, yeah. So I'm shortchanging. Chris is overchanging. Uh, yeah. So somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, it comes out, out. To two. <laughs> or hopefully it's just at, at very least a little bit helpful and informative. And if not, you can just laugh at my hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Your wife wouldn't uh, like that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So we're moving on now. We're moving on. We're moving and, on. Uh, we're moving on. And in the process of moving on, we're going to take a word from our sponsors. All right. We're talking about FX at this FX, point. Yeah. At this point, we're talking about the tracking stage. Mm -hmm. um, so 
printing with effects or no? What's your approach? My general approach is nada. I like the, the big old X, don't, don't. That's don't just do me. I don't do it. Not very right. often. It is extremely rare for me to do it. Yeah. As a guitar player. Right. Yes. Uh, I would do it only if it's an integral part of the guitar part. Um, let's say that you're doing... There are ways it, around that. Th there, there are. <laughs> but let's say that you're doing a um, the Edge U2E kind of a sync delay type of a thing. Yeah. Um, and you know that that's what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. I would print that. However, I would try to print that if possible on a separate track. It, it's always possible. Well, that's how possible. I'm talking about getting around, get around. Right. It. But, but, you but record also... that clean and you get that pristine guitar and you let the guitar player hear all the effects, but you record it somewhere else. Sure. But it also depends a little bit on how said guitar player gets his tone. Sure. If they have, um, I mean, if you're lucky, they have it in their effects loop of their amp or some sort of outboard gear, which would be great. If yeah. they don't, well, they have it just, they're running through a bunch of pedals for their, their dirty sound or whatever, and the delay is in front of the amp, it gets a little bit harder. But in those That's cases- That's what an AB box is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate okay. here. But um, I'm just saying, there's AB yeah, boxes. I, 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 yeah, I say, yeah, I say for me that the the golden rule that I would use is I would print the effects only if they're integral to the performance or the part. If well, we yeah, know they're going to be there, sure. But yeah, I I would I'd allow it to be printed, but I'd probably redo it in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, just no, me. No, yeah, no, it, it is. True, because I mean, you uh, ideally uh, see. I'm torn here because ideally, I'd like to have the most control I I can at the mixing stage, a and um, I don't want to be faced with a decision where or or a situation where like, oh man, that that delay sounds great, but it's too loud, or there's not, you know, too loud is is worse than not enough. I've just um, thought of something that I need as a producer. What is that? I just thought of this. I need a replica of the Infinity Glove. Okay. You're using a reference I'm out of the loop on. Marvel, Infinity War, Thanos That's why had the yeah, Infinity... I think... I don't know if it was called the Infinity Glove. I could be very wrong. However, it had all the Infinity Stones in it and gave him the ultimate power of the universe, so to speak. You're you're talking to me like I should know what you're talking you about. You should know what this is. I'm, I'm the guy that hasn't watched the superhero movies. So it, that was me. Yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, do go on. Well, that th then you take that ultimate control by you record the guitar player with an A-B box. You get your A signal. He gets his B signal, which takes him mm -hmm. through all of his gear, and you can record and print that. But with the A signal, you can go and recreate the guitar sound, the guitar tone, <laughs> everything else that you need. And if there's a if there's an actual need to clean up or or time correct or do what have you because his intonation might suck or something you can fix that and recreate all that pedal stuff that he's done yeah and make it better and that's part of that infinity glove power yeah i i would have used my infinity glove power to make sure he has an intonated guitar by the time we start tracking but <laughs> well we've uh, talked about this in the like very early episodes of the podcast yeah. but um 
sometimes there's, you just, you get unlucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or as we talked about before, maybe he's using two lighter strings and he's getting excited and, and he's oh, bending his, his chords. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, um, but anyway, yeah. So there, we there are several ways. We do, and uh, we could nerd out on this for a very, very long time. Uh, right. So are you going to go on and explain exactly like what effects are the best that are printable? Um, uh, yeah, sure. I, I would say, you know, when I'm thinking of effects it, generally when it comes to guitar, um, I'm thinking time-based effects like reverb and delay. Right, or I'm mm -hmm. thinking modulation effects like you know, phasing, flanging, chorusing, that that type of stuff. And of course, there's there's more, but um, that's there's general. More. Yeah, um, and again, there with, with even if it's a modulation effect, if it's um, let's say that there's a part that um, he uses a phase ninety or something to kind of get a Van Halen-y type of a thing on a lead, and then <laughs> cool. Yeah. Then I would say, okay, sure, go for it. If we can make that happen, that that would be a case where I wouldn't necessarily print that on a separate thing. If that's your sound, it's also that sort of like Eddie Kramer thing, right? Commit to the tone as well. Commit and, and to the tone, exactly. And, yeah, and not just kick the can of decision making in front of you. <laughs> well, but my concept of infinity control is not about kicking the can. <laughs> yeah, but, but now we're uh, now we're dealing in reality. Yeah. So uh, th there's no infinity glove for you to use here. Damn it. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Captain Bring down. But um, <laughs> no, so but reverb is is again it's one of those things where Unless I have to, I wouldn't like printing it. And if I have to print it, I'm printing it on a separate track. But you uh, just said a moment ago that that was a printable effect. I didn't think so, but I wasn't going to disagree with you. Well, it is if it's, you know, if it's something that, no, this is the way it's going to sound. But more if it's an effect type of thing, like it's it's a pronounced part, mm. like this is supposed to sound like it's, it's drenched in reverb and it's not like, uh, oh, would I that just be like if it was like a Strymon? Well, whatever the, the, the pedal might be, mm -hmm. um, whether it's that or like a TC electronic, like hall of fame reverb or whatever it happens to be. Um, if it's a, if it's more like air quote effect type of a thing you, you, and not just, oh, I like to add a little bit of room to my rhythm tone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it's just that, I would rather have that be the actual room or add that kind of stuff later. Uh, but if it is like this is supposed to sound like it's, you know, the apocalypse when this guitar comes in, right? Then I would, if we can get that effect, what what's intended, then great. Um, but not in the sense of just being, oh, I'd just like to have a little bit of reverb on it. Um that's just my way of thinking and I hate to sound like a cop out here, but it really depends on what the part is going to be. If it's a player, let's say that, um, let's say it's like more of a country track mm -hmm. and the player has this, all right, I got to have my spring reverb here to get me in the vibe. Then yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Then I wouldn't go like, okay, no, we're going to do that afterwards, you know? <laughs> but, um, so the, the, I guess the bottom line, you're painting with broad strokes here, but the more 
integral it is to the part. The more the, likely the, it is to be printed. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, what, what we got? Like we got different guitars to create different sounds. Yes. Different amps. Um, even if it's just slightly, slight variations to it. Different pickups. Um, different pickups, part of the guitar thing, right? Different pickups uh, could be from ranging to small changes to something completely different, like esoteric, like you meant your, uh, your electric nylon there. Mm -hmm. um, it could be different amps from different manufacturers, but it could also be something where it's just like something you found in a pawn shop somewhere, you know, uh, that has a, a weird kind of a sound. Um, and then of course, any kind of effects that um, can create contrast there again, but but during the recording stage, if it's integral, keep it in there. If not, I would prefer to add it at the mixing stage. Just I for that, agree. That control. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Right. Yeah. So the only thing I would like to say um, to sort of round this off would be, um, it's not like we have to necessarily paint ourselves into corners, but, but let the, the style of song uh, be driven by the history of that kind of music, right? Um, what I mean by that is- You're not gonna do surf guitar with like dry as a bone guitar. It's generally got heavy spring reverb on it. Yeah, if if you're doing rock or if you're doing metal, use a humbucker type guitar, right? If you're um, if you're not, if you're doing um, you know funk type of stuff, maybe you want to go with like a single coil type of a thing. Um, doesn't mean that you can't experiment, but but generally that that be a guide. So it's not like this is just about metal or rock that you're coming out of my mouth a lot, but um, <laughs> it, it's sort of like, it, it, it's a universal concept type of thing. So no matter what, what kind of music you're, you're playing, these concepts apply to uh, whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. I have so, nothing yeah. to add to that because that's true. Me neither. So um, I guess we'll just- We'll end it there. Up. Is that it? That's, I think we're yeah. done. Woof. I think we'll do that, and then we'll move on to episode three. Yeah, next stay week. tuned next week for episode three. All right. Thanks, Jody. Have See an you. awesome day, all right? You too. Bye.